93.7 Express FM. Over the White Line, your number one source for all local sports and non-league football. Welcome to Over the White Line here on 93.7 Express FM, your number one place for all the latest news, views, reaction and interviews across the localing footballing area. Coming up between now and 7pm, one in at Havington Waterlooville following a nil-nil draw against Chippenham Town on Saturday. Vicente Gomez has joined the club on a two-year contract. We hear from both him and Paul Doswell coming up later on in the show. We also have a live interview with Sean Gale who has joined Gosport Boroughs coaching staff. He was actually on the touchline for last night's game against against Western Supermares. The Molyneux was away on business. We also have an interesting interview in the Hampshire League with Danny Thompson, the Infinity manager, after their game was called off after their opponent, Chamberlain Athletic, failed to field enough players for the fixture. And of course, you can get in touch with us this evening as ever. Plenty of ways to do so. On the text 81400, don't forget to start your text with the word express. Email studio at expressen.com or you can send us a tweet to at expressfm. We are on 93.7 FM, DAB, Digital radio and we're also online on expressfm.com it's six o'clock on wednesday night which means it's time to go over the white line news views reaction and interviews this is over the white line Yes, a very good evening to you and welcome to this week's Over the White Line here on 93.7 Express FM, the station that is passionately Portsmouth and passionate about non-league and women's football. Henry Duke couldn't hear you between now and 7pm, bringing you all the latest action uh, from the last week or so in the local area. We are proudly sponsored by Bisco Solicitors, where the right team get you the right results. So plenty coming up in an action-packed show. We've got a live interview coming up in the second part of the programme with a new gospel boa coach, Sean Gale, who is back in the game and back in the local game. Of course, the legendary former Havington Water Louisville manager, assistant manager, and of course, ex-Pompey player himself. So he's going to be joining us live on the phone from 20 past six in the second part of the show. So stay tuned for that. Plenty as well coming up beside that, including a busy week for Havington Water Louisville in the National League South. Danny Thompson has a very interesting interview uh, down in the Hampshire League about players not turning up for the Position, their game being called off as a consequence. Mick Catlin, the manager of ASC Porges, also joins us on the show this evening. He talks about how their side have regained confidence following a 5 1 win yesterday. And Mark Summerhill, the manager of Petersfield Town, talks us through their 1 1 draw on Monday night away to United Services Portsmouth. And of course, you are the heartbeat of the show, of course. So get in touch if you've got any thoughts, views, opinions, the usual ways as per usual. It is uh, on the text 81400. Don't forget to start that message with the word express. You can email us. Our address is studio at expressfm.com. Or you can send us a tweet. Our handle is at expressfm. So do get your text, tweets and emails in between now and 7pm. But we begin tonight by having a look at what's been going on at Haven't and Waterlooville in the past seven days. They drew nil-nil away to Chippenham Town on Saturday in the National League South which means they are now 10 points off league leaders Willstone 
well they do have two games in hand it was a tough one to take for the Hawks on Saturday who hit the post five or six times during the encounter it was certainly a case of the chances being created it just could not have been finished off but Paul Doswell was pleased with the point away from home and he spoke to me following that fixture on Saturday Paul Doswell point here today against Chippenham how do you begin to reflect on the game uh, disappointed, obviously, not to get all three points, to hit the bar three times in the game and have another five clear-cut chances. You know, we, we had eight or nine written down as, as golden chances, really, and then we could have lost it right at the death. You know, Simon's uh, done the same as he did against Dulwich, and they should have scored, and then the free kick right at the death. So, you take a, you know, you take the point away from home. You, you always should respect a point away from home, and a clean sheet for us is an important thing. But ultimately, you know, we've gone away from home this week. We've got four points uh, from the six available. That's two points a game again. So, you know, you've got to, got to respect also Chippenham's work rate. I thought that the, the team ran their socks off. We knew they would because it's very similar to how they did against Dulwich. Uh, they try and hit you on the break, uh, which I don't remember them doing too often, apart from when we really, really pushed for the uh, for the winner. Of course, they seem to have a bit of that new manager bounce in there today, Chippenham. No, it's, it's just he's obviously got into the players that he wants yeah. more running from them more organisation they play a very defensive shape uh, they're very happy to sit back behind the ball and it's not easy when you're playing against 10 men to you know to especially on a pitch like this which was shocking uh, bobbly horrible pitch uh, and they were able to it's not easy to pass the ball quickly on this surface but we still created eight or nine great chances and hit the bar three times no that would work really did prove golden didn't it in the end for Chippenham and for us a curse yeah it's just football you know it happens like I said if we'd have won three or four one here today because I think they should have scored their one no one would have said any different so listen apart from taking those chances or not hitting the bar and going one inch under it was a good performance from us as you say return four points from two games that's yep. that two points a game which we speak about quite yep, often all the so time. It's, that, it's that progress we are getting there well, the progress is, I think, if you if you end up with 84 points uh, in, in any season in a 42-league season, then you've done unbelievably well. If anyone can beat 84, then they've done just brilliant. So, you know, we'll, we'll wait to see how it all pans out, because we always say there's a long way to go. 17 games left yet. But as I said, if we can get 34 points in those next 17 games, then we'll be there or thereabouts. And, you know, as a, I think, as I said, it's really important. When you come away to Chippenham, I've seen lots of teams come in and get beat. It's a really difficult place to come. Poor pitch, bobbly pitch. But what it, uh, what it does show again is, I think defensively we look good again today away from home. We just had to take those, some of those sort of chances that, you know, I think some of them were fairly easy ones as well. I suppose take this one on the chin and then move on. Concord is next up for us. And again, that's another tricky place to go to. They all are, Henry. There's no easy games. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this was never going to be an easy game today either. They're fighting for their lives. And as I said, you could see the energy uh, and, and the pressing that they put in. And you can't fault them for that. And as I said, there's always two teams on the pitch. And you've got to look at it and go, you know, the boys should have scored when you know, off of our mistake, should have scored. Mm-hmm. And they could have scored that last second so when we say take it on the chin listen I'm taking a point yep. back to have it with me that's in my mind four points from two games the two away games and maybe you switch it around and say point at Dulwich and three here today everyone would have been pleased so you've got to so you've got to look at the bigger picture of course Hawks fans here there's quite a few here they've had a big week this week a couple of away trips uh, and it cost a fair bit especially the one on Tuesday going up to London and here yeah. so fair play to them there's a fair few here today as yeah well. there was and you know like I said to you they you know, they've been fantastic for us uh, away from home. But more importantly, when you're doing it twice in the week, as you said, fantastic for us uh, away from home. But more importantly, when you're doing it twice in the week, as you said, it, it gets expensive. Uh, and we can't thank them enough for, uh, for the amount of support they've been giving us at virtually every away game, to be honest. I suppose in some way, for their wallet line, they're kind of happy that <laughs> Tuesday's game at Billy Week is off. Would you have preferred to play Tuesday or...? Uh, 
you know, you, I don't know if you saw, but we only could name three on the yeah. bench today. We, we've got a few injuries. Um, Jonah will definitely, I think, be back uh, certainly next Saturday. Uh, we're looking to make a couple of signings next week as well to freshen the squad up. So, no, I think that, um, if I'm being honest, playing Billericay more in March and in February on their pitch might, might be a better thing, but who knows? Who knows? So, and as Paul Dos was speaking uh, to me on Saturday, apologies about the couple of gaps in the uh, audio there. A few gremlins, obviously, in the system, Marvin. So, apologies about that. But you get the gist of what he was saying anyway uh, about the game on Saturday, the nil-nil draw against Chippenham Town. We'll talk about the consequences of that in just a second because Hammond and Waterlooville made a bold new signing yesterday. They announced that Bed Santi Gomez has joined the club from. Uh, he joined the club yesterday, formerly of Dover Athletic, formerly of Barrow. He's going to move his family over to France as part of a two-year deal with Haven to Waterlooville. And he caught up with Haven and Waterlooville's media team, him and Paul Doswell, after the announcement yesterday. Morning, Gaffer. I understand there's some exciting news you got for us today. Yes, yeah, it's uh, something that's been on the go for the last sort of two or three weeks, but um, we're really pleased uh, to announce that we've signed Betsenti Gomez today. Um, someone who was with me at Sutton for, for three years uh, then went on to Barrow and had a good year at Barrow when they did well and um, obviously played for Dover last season so always stayed in touch um, we've remained sort of good friends uh, over that period of time and as I said it was the conversation got more and more likely over the last week or two um, but we were patient to, to get the deal done and we're pleased that he sat, actually sat alongside me now Betsy bringing you in, uh, you were part of the Gaffer's FA Cup run at Sutton, what was that like? Yeah, first and foremost I want to say that I'm very glad to be here to be back in England and play for, for this Gaffer especially. Yeah, uh, during my time at Sutton was a very great experience. Um, we had that FA Cup run which was brilliant and I had the chance to play all the games as well. Um, so so I enjoy enjoy my time there with all the, the players and the gaffer. So so when you talk to me about coming back in England, well my mind was made already. So 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 yeah, so I'm here today, I'm very, very happy. Very good. Brilliant. And do you wanna tell them a bit about you as a player? About me as a player, I'm a centre mid, uh, box to box. Um uh, brings a lot of energy into the game. Um, that's that's my main game, to be honest. And especially win the ball backs, like second balls. That's what I like to do. Uh, Game myself forward and try and score or give assist. Brilliant. So <coughs> you signed on a two-year deal. So we understand you're going to bring your family over. Yeah. Um, uh, we agree with the gaffer that. Going to bring my family over, like in for the next season during the summer. Obviously, because it's easier for me because my kids going to school, so don't want you don't want it to move him again. So it will be easier to bring in like during the during the summer. Um, as he knows, like I'm, I'm I'm a family man. Obviously, it's hard for me to live without my my family. To be honest, but I agree with the gaffer and my family that going to be together here uh, for the summer. Yeah. Gaffer, coming back to you, what can the Hawksland expect from Betsy? A player that offers real commitment, um, <coughs> buys into the club that he's at, uh, very, very honest uh, player, but don't underestimate the quality that he's got as well. Um, we'll certainly add goals from the midfield as well, likes to get in the box, 
plenty of times um, I saw him make those late third man runs into the box, gets on the end of crosses. Um, but more importantly, a, a lovely character, a great, great person to have in the dressing room, always smiling. Um, has got a way about him that just makes you feel good about yourself as well. So he'll add a lot to the dressing room. Um, the players, most of the players already know him, which I think is also important. But Betsy also is as keen as I am. You know, he wants to play in the National League next year. Um, you know, the players that we're bringing in have got to be better than what we feel we've got. So it wasn't a question of just bringing anybody in. We, as I said, we have been targeting two or three players to keep that fresh approach. Uh, but this is a long-term signing as well. You know, he's here for the next for this season. Certainly, be here for the next two with me. And uh, the goal between us would be to get us in the national league, and for, make us stay as long as we can because he's fit as a fiddle. Um, you actually look thinner to me now than you actually did when you you played for me at Sutton. But um, what you're getting is a uh, is a good midfield player for this level uh, and the next level up. And I uh, say so more importantly, a good person. Brilliant. Thank you both for your time and welcome to Wesley Park. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. That's Bet Santi Gomez's first interview with Haventon Waterloo for since signing for the Wesley Park Club yesterday. Him along with Paul Doswell there, of course, in the interview uh, yesterday after the announcement of the 31-year-old midfielder's signing for the Hawks. As you said, as you heard in the interview, a two-year contract for him. He's going to be relocating his family uh, from his native France over to England as well during that period with the Hawks so a very exciting signing for having some more to Louisville fans that is for certain and Hawks fans will have memories of him he played in the 4-3 defeat uh, to Dover Athletic for the Hawks last year in the National League at Crabble so bad memories to start with but they'll be hoping there's plenty of good memories of Vicente uh, Gomez in a Hawks shirt that is for certain but let's go back to Haven't uh, because it's not been uh the best of weeks uh, for Ham as far as a nil-nil draw. It means they've lost ground, but they know that they're still in with a fight. It's a really, really complicated and congested league at the moment, although Willstone do have a seven-point lead at the top. The Hawks are ten points back from them, but do have two games in hand. Two of those games in hand, though, ironically, are to the size second and third in the table. That's Slough Town and Weymouth, who are on 52 and 50 points respectively. The Hawks are... One of two sides on 49 points. So very congested in that that part of the table. The Hawks still got 17 games of the season left to play. So plenty uh, of time. And I know there's still plenty of optimism around Wesley Park. There's there's a real belief around uh, the fan bases that uh, haven't some water to do. That is for certain. But a tough away game for them on Saturday as they make the trip to Concord Rangers, to Thames Road, up to Essex. It's a very, very tough trip. The Hawks do not have the best of records there. They drew 1-1 last time out. They went there when they won the National League South. But the time before that, ironically, it was one of their only two away victories in the relegation season from the National League South. The Hawks will be looking to get a vital away win in Essex. They'll be looking to try and keep that pressure on Wilson, Slough and Weymouth. And remember, after that, this time next week, the Hawks host Weymouth at Wesley Park on the 5th of February. It's a massive fixture that for having to Waterlooville. We may be able to get ourselves live to that game, hopefully. It's a massive game that for the Hawks and for Weymouth. If the Hawks can get through that one, their first game in hand, and get that win, those three points, that would be a huge three points. Firstly, it would mean they'd get their double over Weymouth 
Uh, six points against the side directly above them would be massive. It means they leapfrog them in the table. And it also means that they claw the points back that they can get back through the games in hand. It's a massive game that next Wednesday. But first things first, they need to get the job done on Saturday against Concord, who really have been quite up and down this season. They had a, a very, very good spell in and around Christmas, but I think since haven't quite hit the heights that they would have hit. They're 12th on the table, so in effect, they are smack bang mid-table. Okay, they got games in hand on the teams above them in the table, but it's one of those tricky assignments for the Hawks. A team dead in mid-table away from home. A lot of people will be expecting the Hawks to win, but it is that expectation against a side that can pick up results and have picked up results against decent teams. That will be the worry. You do not want to be that side that come unstuck. The Hawks away to Concord on Saturday. And, of course, we have a reaction to that. And next week, we'll be previewing that mammoth game against Weymouth at Wesley Park on the show. It's a big week. It's a big seven days, these next seven for the Hawks, as far as their season and their quest for National League South glory and National League South promotion is concerned. Right, we are going to take a short break here on Over the White Line. When we come back, we are going to be live on the line with any luck, of course, from the lines with Gosport Borough's new coach, Sean Gale. He was in charge of the game last night with Lee Molyneux away on business duties. He's going to be joining us live on the line when we return. We also have an interview with Danny Thompson, the manager of Infinity, and it is a very, very interesting one at that. On teams not fulfilling their fixtures, Danny Thompson does not hold back on his thoughts on that. And of course, if you want to get in contact with the show, you can do. On the text, it is 81400. Don't forget to start your message with the word express. You can email us our address is studio at expressven.com or you can send us a tweet the handle to the sh- to the station is at expressfm so do get your communications in as the show goes on we're going to take a very very quick break here on over the white line and when we return we will hopefully be chatting with the new gospel boa coach sean gale live on the line stay tuned this is over the white line sponsored by bisco solicitors over the White Line, your number one source for all local sports and non-league football. Welcome back to the second part of Over the White Line here on 93.7 Express FM, your number one place for all the latest local news, views and reaction from the footballing game. We're proudly sponsored by Bisco Solicitors, where the right team gets you the right results. And I'm happy to say that joining me live on the line now is the new Gosport Boa coach, Sean Gale. Sean, great to, to join us live on the programme. No problem. Good evening. Good evening to you. And of course, at Gosport Borough now, just talk us through the role you're going to be playing there. Yeah, well, um, I spoke to obviously uh, Lee Molyneux a couple of weeks ago. He gave me a call. Um, you know, they're not having the best of time recently and just sort of said to me, you know, what was I up to? Would I be prepared to come and give him a hand? And that's how it's gone, really. Um, so I've gone in, um, as I say, a couple of weeks ago and done a little bit of work. Obviously, know quite a few of the players, obviously, from Haven't. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see where it goes, really. You know, I'm happy to help Lee. Obviously, he was away yesterday, um, got called away to, to Italy. So uh, I took the game last night and uh, obviously got a 1 0 win, which was pleasing. So, yeah, no, just as I say, just really want to help Lee. He's a young manager uh, in the game and uh, any help I can be. Did it help, I suppose, that you know a lot of the lads as well? Because obviously, yeah, you just come in and then obviously Lee had to go away and do obviously his own business. So did it help the fact that when you were taking charge of the game in his absence that you knew a lot of the lads already? 
Yeah, obviously a little bit, I suppose. You know, but um, a couple of them players are injured. Um, in Theo, although he's on the bench last night, we did get him on, and Josh. But um, yeah, I mean, I know a few of the other boys there, so and they're a good bunch of lads. Um, you know, they just need to get back to what it's all about is winning football matches and, uh, you know, hopefully we can do that. And I know Lee Molyneux was on FaceTime last night watching the game. Did he play any part apart from just watching the game? Did he send any message to the, to the, uh, the players like after the game or something like that? Yeah, after the game he did. I mean, I knew he was going to watch it. He wanted to watch it, um, as you say, on FaceTime. He watched the game, but, um, you know, it's difficult to have an input during the game. Mm-hmm. He didn't do that because, obviously, it's, it's difficult from where he's watching it and he's seeing a different game from that far. But, but you know, he had you know, a good message for the lads. I mean, the most important thing last night was to get three points. Um, you know, a little bit of loss of confidence within the squad. Um, you know, they've had a few poor results. Um, you know, we go back to basics a little bit. And, you know, as I say, the, the most important thing for me that was to come out of last night was to go and win the game. And uh, fortunately, we did do that. Is that one of the important things coming straight in, one of the immediate titles, try and get that confidence back? Because, as I say, it was, there was a few weeks where results perhaps didn't go as they wanted. Yeah, definitely. You know, I think, obviously, people have made them favourites or up there, they should, you know, around it. And it's a tough league. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think people give the league, you know, the credit is. It's, it's some, you know, some good sides in that league. And Western being Western, as you know, we've played against many years. Um, you know, they always have good teams. And um, But, uh, yeah, for me, coming in, I've just, you know, tried to, you know, install in the players and, you know, get that confidence, get them working maybe harder. Um you know, a little bit more organised, and that's nothing against the lads that are there or anyone else. But you know, I just you know, we had to stick with the system and say this is how we're going to play, uh, and just keep encouraging them. And and to be fair, they put a shift in last night. It probably wasn't the prettiest game to watch, but um, you know, we got that win. I suppose for you, you're a football man. You've you, football's really been a part of your life. So I suppose it's nice to get back into the game in one way or another. Yeah, it's different. You know, it's completely different. Uh, I've actually enjoyed my little break. I mean. It's, from the end of October, you know, that's the first time in 34 years that I haven't been involved in football. Mm-hmm. So it's been quite nice um, to do other things. But uh, I've enjoyed it, you know, in my short time over there, uh, a few sessions and a couple of games. And, um, you know, as I say, Lee's back for the weekend. Um, we're away to Hazen Yedding, which can be a tough game. And, uh, you know, so we can get a result there. Yeah, as I say, just finally touch upon that game against Hayden Yedding, a, a tough place to go to. It's a it's a new ground, quaint ground, but they do make a bit of an atmosphere and had a very good run earlier this year in the FA Cup. Yeah, they have they've had a good run and they've and you know the results of late have been good. They won again last night at Merthyr. Mm-hmm. They beat Western on Saturday five one. Um, you know they're one of the form teams, so we've got to make sure that um, you know we're at our best. And uh, as I say, last night's result will give the lads confidence uh, to build on and you know we need to go there and get some sort of result you know to keep you know get a run going really and that's, that builds confidence and uh, you know in the running and I still believe that you know we can get in them playoffs and that's what we've got to do Well Sean appreciate you talking to us live on the programme this evening thank you very much for your time and uh, we'll speak to you again soon Brilliant thanks Henry speak soon That's Sean Gale there the Gosport Baba, new coach who joined us, joining us live on the line. So many thanks to uh, to Sean Gale for uh, joining us live on the show. Uh, so many thanks to him for that. We'll talk about Gosport in just a second, but let's move on to another one of our star interviews this evening. We're going to head over into the Hampshire League uh, first because we have a very, very interesting interview with Danny Thompson of Infinity. They were due to play Chamberlain Athletic on Saturday. The weather completely fine, so it wasn't that that postponed the game. 
game. It was a fact that Chamberlain did not have enough players to fulfil the fixture. Only three players were available for the hosts of that game. Danny Thompson and his whole side turned up for the game, only to find out they would have to turn around because no fixture could be played. And he's given me an open, honest and raw reaction to how he felt following that game and that incident on Saturday. I would say that joining me on the other end of the line is the Infinity Manager, Danny Thompson. Danny, no game at the weekend. Controversial circumstances surrounding it. Uh, you're playing Chamblain Athletic away from home, or supposed to be, but they couldn't field a side for the game. No, it's uh, really frustrating, Henry. The, the squad and myself got to the ground at half 12. Um, as we arrived, I had a text message from the manager basically saying they had three players available. Um, as I was at the ground anyway, I obviously went over and spoke to him, um, you know, and he, he basically said he had half of his team pull out um, due to the fact half of them were going to watch the Southampton Tottenham game and half didn't want to play because they were playing playing us at obviously top of the league. Um, I did have my suspicions, to be honest. There was, there was, the, the pitch was absolutely shocking. Uh, mm-hmm. There was no nets up. There was no lines marked out. Um, it didn't look <laughs> it had been cut at all. Um, so, you know, I had my doubts that they wanted to play it anyway, but no, really, really frustrating um, and disappointed, really, that the game wasn't on. So before actually going up to the ground, there was nothing that would have suggested that the game wasn't going to be played and that going up there, you just expected them to turn up and, and play a game yeah. as normal? Yeah, you know, I said to them and, and said to the manager, you know, surely Friday night, you know, if you've got a squad of players or not, um, you know, even if it's the bare, bare, bare 11, you know, it's a... Uh, he must have known, um, and he said he just said he had a, a lot of them pulled out on the on the morning of the game, which you know they might have, they might not have, you know you don't know. But um, you know our last league game now was back at Stockbridge on the eighth of January. Um, you know we've already had fixtures postponed this season due to um, you know players, teams not having players. The first game of the season at Overton, believe it or not, was. Uh, was postponed. Um, we had Overton at home, but they couldn't produce a squad on the first day of the season, which was, you know, baffling. And obviously, we've had Chamberlain um, last weekend, and it doesn't look like we're going to be playing Winchester Castle this weekend either. Um, their manager obviously uh, went to Follins a couple of weeks ago, took the whole squad with him. They've still not got a manager. Uh, I spoke to their chairman this morning, and um, they still haven't got a, a team. So it doesn't look like we're going to be playing this weekend either, which, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just Sick to death of it, really, Henry. You know, it's you know, it's I know it's the lowest uh, in the pyramid, the lowest league in the pyramid. But you know, there's got to be a duty. The Hampshire League have, have got to sort something out, um, you know, and, and, and get it sorted ASAP. Because uh, you know, I've, I've got to try and keep myself motivated along with the team. You know, and it's it's not easy. What do you think needs to be done? Because as you say, it's okay the game not taking place on a date due to something. But that's going to curtail further one into the season. It creates a jam log of fixtures. And I suppose there's also a worry that if a player can't play, say, on a Saturday, it's probably going to be even worse on the midweek. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I don't know what the answer is, to be honest with you. Um, we've sent an email to Paul Proctor today asking if I can um, sit on the AGM that they got on the third um, and, and get some answers of what, what can be done about it. Um, you know, if we don't play this weekend, OK, we get the points, but that's, that's not the way I want to want to go forward and it's not the way I want to try and win the league you know we at this, at this moment in time if we don't play Saturday we've, we'd have been given nine points mm-hmm. now you know I want to win the league by playing football matches not by you know getting points given to us um, 
you know, there's a few other things that have gone on as well, which I'm not happy with. We was meant to play Cold and Common on the 5th of February in the semi-final at Locks Heath. And for some unknown reason, um, they wanted a month's notice. Uh, so now the game's been postponed to the 19th of February, I believe. Um, but then the league have turned around and, and given the fixture at where it lists. Now, how does that work, you know? Um, I, I just don't know what's going on at the moment with the Hampshire Premier League. You know, I know it's, it's a tough league and, and I, I'm not, you know, pinpointing anyone in the background. Yeah. I know they work hard and everything to, you know, to, to organise the fixtures and to keep keep it keep it flowing. But um, at this moment in time, it's it's a bit of a shambles, if I'm honest. And um, as I say, I'm I'm sort of like losing the will with it a little bit, really, um, which is a shame because you know, as you know, we're, we're doing ever so well, mm-hmm. and not to play a league game since the 8th of January is is, is so disappointing. Especially as I say, we're probably not going to be playing this weekend either. Are you worried about a potential ripple effect that that could have? Because, as you say, certain teams, if they, if they don't play and they don't fulfil the fixtures, your players are losing the motivation. You know, there, there could be other teams and other players that, that think, we're not playing week in, week out. Is it worth, if teams are pulling out, playing? And it, it, it could manifest very horribly for our local game. Yeah, it could do, you know, and I could end up losing players over it. You know, that's the thing. I've got players in, in my squad that are good enough to play the next level and the next level above easily without a shadow of a doubt. And all they want to do is play football at well, not three o'clock, two o'clock on a Saturday afternoon mm-hmm. at the moment. And we're, and we're not getting that, you know. So how, how, how as a manager, do I keep them motivated? There's only much, so much training you can do, you know, and, and keeping them interested to, to keep turning up, you know. But when you're turning up to places and, and, and you're coming up against the opposition manager who's, who's got three of his squad members in the change room, what can you do? Um, it's, as I say, it's, it's, it's tough. It's really tough at the minute to keep keep myself motivated and, and the lads, really. Um, you know, so uh, I don't know where we're going to go from here, really. Um, as I say, it's such a shame because we've had such a fantastic start since August. You know, we're doing really well and in the last four to six weeks have been a nightmare, to be honest with you. Well, Danny, appreciate your honesty as ever. I know it's a very uh, difficult subject to talk about, so I do appreciate that as ever. And hopefully when we speak to you next, it's about the football and not the politics of the football. Yeah, definitely. Let's hope so, Henry. That's Danny Thompson, the Infinity Manager, speaking to me earlier on this evening. And a very interesting interview of him. I'm pretty sure you can uh, agree with me on that. Uh, A lot of talking points raised in that following the decision by them to, or by Chamberlain Athletic to not play the game on Saturday because they didn't have enough players. And of course, because it is such a big contentious point, we will try and get both sides of the argument. So we will uh, try and get a response from the Hampshire League on, on next week's show because it is only fair. You know, we love bringing these talking points up. Is that I think it's healthy for the local game, the fact that we can talk so openly and honestly on forums such as, as this programme about issues in this local game and we can work constructively to try and get a resolution to that. I think it's fantastic that there is a forum such as this that we can do it and we will talk to the Hampshire League next week. Uh, we'll try and get contact with uh, Paul Proctor or someone involved with the league and we'll uh, we'll try we'll try and get a response there and we can we can just get a, a dialogue from, from both sides of the coin. But that's Danny Thompson's thoughts on that situation anyway. Uh, a lot of interesting points there. I think you, you as I say, you, you'd agree. Um, as he, and as he said in the interview, he doesn't want to win the league by default of teams thinking at his infinity and not bother turning up. And I think that's a very important point because 
You want to win, if you're going to win the league, which Infinity are trying to do, they have in a race of Bush Hill, Fleetlands, Paulsgrove. You don't, you don't want to, you don't want teams caving in and more or less be gifted points. That there's no fun in that. There's absolutely no fun in that. So you, you want to win the games. If you're going to win the league, you want to win the games to do so. The same as Paulsgrove, the same as Bush Hill, the same as Fleetlands want to do. So. It's a very, very tough and contentious topic, that's for certain, which is why we'll try and get as many angles to this as possible. So, you know, we have a fair debate on this. And I think it's great that we're having debates uh, this season. We, we've had these debates. We've had debates about the Hampshire Senior Cup. We've had debates about this. We've had debates about other issues. It's fantastic that we can use this forum as a way to do so. So we'll get the thoughts of the Hampshire League because it's a very interesting, contentious issue. And, of course, how will Bush Hill... Paulsgrove, Fleetlands, the other sides in that top four, how are they viewing that? Because they're getting the three points, but perhaps they haven't had to, they haven't had as many walkover three points as Infinity had, and that's not Infinity's fault. It's an interesting conundrum and an interesting complex. Very interesting. But Danny Thompson, very honest, as, as he always is, about issues such as this there. Um, and I know, and I know that he was incredibly frustrated about the fact the game was called off and uh, Infinity on their on their Twitter account also spoke about how frustrating it was and the knock-on effect it could potentially have for the game in general. Um, and it really is sad that teams can't uh, field a full 11 for a fixture, really, especially at Hampshire League level. That is, 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 is sad to see. But they move back to the football. We did, as you, as you may have heard earlier on in this part of the show here from uh, Gospel Boas, brand new coach, Sean Gale. And, of course, he took charge of them last night against Western Supermare. They won the game by a goal to nil. Uh, the result means that they, they do hang on the coattails of the playoffs, although teams do have further games ahead of them or games in hand on them. They sit ninth in the table. 39 points after 27 games. That was their first win in five last night. They are four, five points off the playoffs uh, with uh, Ta uh, Taunton Town taking the last playoff spot, but they have three games in hand on Gosport Boa. Uh, Salisbury have four games in hand. Paul Town have six games in hand on Gosport Boa. The target is the playoffs, and I think Sean Gale kind of admitted in the interview there that they will need to go on a really good run to get into the playoffs. But by no means is the playoffs an impossible feat by any stretch of the imagination. Away Saturday to Hazen Yedding. They've 6 6, so above Gosport, and can wipe out. Uh, they can wipe out the effective game in hand that Gosport have on them by getting the three points. But Hayes and Yedding have won three of their last five, won their last two on the spin. But Gosport, of course, have got a bit of momentum themselves following that win at home on Tuesday night. It's a tough trip to the Skyx Stadium for them. Hayes and Yedding also made the FA Cup first round this year too. So a very, very tough test awaits Gosport Boa. But... Of course, we'll be reacting to that next week and the best of luck to them. Right, we are going to take a quick break, our final commercial break of tonight's programme. Don't forget to stick with us, of course, after 7 o'clock this evening. We've got Express 
80s. Uh, we got Hits and Queens, Simply Red, Simple Minds. Brilliant stuff coming up after 7 o'clock. But stay with us for the last part of tonight's show. We're going to hear from Mick Catton, the manager of ASC Porchester, and Mark Summerhill, the manager of Petersfield Town. If you want to get in contact with us, you can on the text 81400. Don't forget to start that message with the word express. And you can email us our address, studio at expresso.com. Tweet us at expressofm. We're going to take a short break. When we return, we're going to hear from Mick Catton and Mark Summerhill. Stay tuned. Passionately Portsmouth and passionately football. We are 93.7 Express FM. And a very warm welcome back to the third and final part of this week's Over the White Line here on 93.7 Express FM. Hey, we do can hear you in the studio between now and 7pm. We are proudly sponsored by Bisco Solicitors, where the right team get you the right results. And you will get in contact with us for the final part of the show. You can do on the text. It's 81400. Don't forget to start that message with the word express. You can email us. Our address is studio at expressfm.com or you can send us an email uh, address studioexpressfm.com or send us a tweet at expressfm right let's continue our roundup of the local action now and we brought up early on the scene with the AFC Porchester manager Mick Catlin it's been a mixed bag of a week for Porchy a defeat on Saturday was followed up by a 5-1 win at home on Saturday and with a local derby against neighbours Baffins Milton Rovers on the horizon on Saturday Mick Catlin is hoping that confidence has been regained how to say that joining me on the other end of the line is the ASC Porchester manager Mick Catlin Mick bit of a mixed bag this week we'll, we'll start with Saturday's result that 2-0 defeat at home to Limington yeah, very disappointing. Um, didn't play particularly well. Um, and it was a even game really up to about the hour mark. And then um, they made a couple of substitutions that changed the game really. And uh, we were a little bit disappointed to, to at least not get a point from the game. But I say we move on and uh, got to dust ourselves down and go again last night. And of course, brilliant reaction. 5-1 at home against Tadley Kaliva. It just shows what a difference a few days can make in football. Yeah, um, I said to the lads before the game, really, I, you know, I wasn't um, faulting the effort from the Saturday game. Uh, we lacked a little bit of quality in certain areas, but um, the, the thing I was looking for was a bit of a reaction from the players. And uh, they certainly proved that last night. They were hungry. We, you know, it was two one at half time, um, and then second half we we went up another gear and um, you know finished the game comfortably. Really, of course, winning any football match breeds confidence. But does the way that you won the game last night just bring you that extra little bit of confidence going forward? Yeah, I think so because we we dominated the game second half. We were good with the ball. I mean, the pitch wasn't the easiest um, to play on. It was very heavy in the middle, which so it made it quite difficult. Um, getting the ball out of those areas, but we, you know, we used the flanks quite well, and it was nice. The strikers have had a bit of a, um, a lean spell at the moment, and Dan Wooden scored, Alex Bordacino scored, Patrick Hanaf got one, Nathan Paxton got one, so um, Steve Ramsey got another penalty. So you know, all, all lads that have been scoring regularly for us, but have just dried up over the last couple of weeks. So it was pleasing for them to get their confidence up and. Uh, you know, hopefully going to the Baffins game, you know, in the, in the right frame of mind. Indeed, spoken about it. Baffins at home for yourselves on Saturday, another home fixture for yourselves. And Baffins aside who haven't played many matches over recent weeks because of uh, because of postponement. So perhaps you have an opportunity to play and we're a little bit cold. 
Yeah, I, I don't think that would be the case. It's a local derby, mm-hmm. and um, both sides are, you know, gives a little bit of edge to the game. Um, I think we've both struggled really with having games called off and lacking a bit of continuity. A bit of continuity, really, in our in in our run of games, and um, I think maybe they might be a little bit rusty. But I think you know that the extra edge of a local derby will make sure it's a competitive game. I think we're expecting a tough game. Does games like that help, especially as you say you've had a few games postponed here and there? The fact that now you're having a run of fixtures to be able to have those sort of games to kind of get you back into that full gear. Yeah, I think it's a fitness thing, really. You can train as much as you like, but playing games keeps your fitness to the required levels. And I think, um, you know, the stop-start nature of the last couple of months has made it difficult for most clubs, really, to put any sort of run of form together. We've suffered. Baffins has probably suffered more than most because they haven't been able to play many home games. Um, and it's just keeping players interested and, um, you know, keeping their fitness levels up, really. And, uh um, hopefully now, if the weather turns a little bit, hopefully we're well, we're going to be playing Tuesday, Saturday right through as it stands anyway. So if we have any more called off, it's going to cause quite a bit of uh, fixture congestion. So I think that's going to test the strength of the squads. Um, we're lucky we've got quite a big squad and I think we're going to need it on the run-in. Indeed, and at the moment, fifth in the table on 43 points, but only played 22, so less than a lot of the sides at the top of the table. It's certainly getting exciting, isn't it, at the top end of the Wessex this year? Yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be the closest it's ever been, really. And, you know, I could probably pick seven or eight teams that, um, if they won their games in hand and got on a you know a decent run of form, could, could have a push for the title. Obviously, Allsford are there to be shot at, but they've played more games than mm-hmm. everybody else, so maybe that could be a a bit of a false position, but um, I say it's anyone's really. It's just There'll be lots of twists and turns, I think, between now and the, the last month of the season. So just got to hope we can um, keep winning and, and stay in and around it so we can, we can make a push if somebody slips up. The old adage that you just take care of your own business, I suppose. That's all you can do, Henry, at the end of the day. I mean, you can look at the league table and you can look and say, well, they're going to beat them and they're going to beat them, but at the end of the day, there's been some, you know, results, you know, fair and beating Allsford twice. You probably wouldn't have, or uh, once anyway. Um, and they play them again Saturday. Horndean have beat them twice. So, um, you know, I think everybody's beatable. It's just you've got if you don't turn up on the day, then um, you can be beaten by anyone in this league. Well, Mick, thank you much for your time. Appreciate it as Thanks, ever. Henry. And of course, we'll speak to you again soon. No problem. Thanks a lot. That's Mick Catlin, the AFC Porchester manager, who spoke to me earlier on the ceiling. We'll round up all the Wessex League action in just a second. But first, we're going to go into the first division and hear from the Petersfield Town manager, Mark Summerhill. They got a credible 1-1 draw away to United Services Portsmouth on Monday night. But Saturday weren't so great going against East Cows Victoria. This is the Petersfield Town manager's Mark Summerhill's thoughts on the week at Love Lane. I would say joining me on the other end of the line is the Petersfield Town Manager, Mark Summerhill. Mark, let's go back to Saturday first. You made the trip over to the island to East Cows Vicks. One nil defeat there. What was your thoughts on that game? Yeah, it was a very unhappy trip, <laughs> being totally honest. Um, we dominated possession, um, which is not, not unusual. Um, 
but we normally dominate possession and, and we, we create a lot of chances and sometimes we're, we're guilty of not taking those chances but on Saturday we didn't really carve out any opportunities whatsoever uh, it was a lot of huff and puff um, I thought the guys tried you know, and probably give me as much as they've got we just we, we lacked any real creativity and uh, when we got crosses into the box there was no one there and when there were people there we didn't get crosses into the box it was probably as as poor as we've been um, through through spells of this season so it was a, it was a dis- disappointing day Just one of those afternoons Yeah it was a missed opportunity um, we thought we, you know, when you go to the team at a 4 4 5 from bottom and we're in reasonable form and having a good season it, I expect us to do a lot better and possession wise and the way we we sort of set about it you couldn't have thought us but we just couldn't create anything um, we did I mean we 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 were wrong into a couple of really bad decisions and even chatting to their management afterwards, they, they couldn't believe that we, we had a penalty turned down, which was an absolute stone wall. Our guy was, well, Matt Lowe was brought down in a box from behind in a horrendous tackle. And then their goal was clearly offside for everyone to see. So we didn't have, it was just one of those days where I think if we were still there now, we'd still be, we'd still be waiting to try and create a chance. Indeed, but much better fortunes Monday night. Go to Leeds' United Services and get a very good point there. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? It was a very dejected boat on Saturday night. The spirits were low after two straight defeats. And then you face 24 hours to rest. Then you face a team at the top of the league away from home. And then you face Bimonton on Saturday, probably two of the best sides in the league. So spirits were very dejected and you start to worry where your next point's coming from. And then we went to United Services on Monday night, perhaps maybe as a bit of a free hit in poor form, going away from home to what are a very good side. And we, it was like watching a different team. Our energy levels were at max. Our, I thought every time we went forward, we looked like we were going to score. I thought we, we defended really well. It was just a, a different team. It, it was a fantastic performance with real cutting edge. And uh, I, felt, I felt we were a threat all night. It was a, re- a really, really good performance and a really good point. Knowing how good you are in cup games and the cup competitions, did you almost try and treat that game because they were the league leaders as a cup game? Well, what we, we tried to do is, is relieve the pressure a little bit. We, we sort of went to East Cows, building it as, as, a, as a must-win game. And, and Andover, we also thought we needed to get something out of that the week before. We've ended up being on the wrong end of it and maybe not producing our best form. So we just tried to relieve the pressure, but it was a bit, yes, we set up the play a little bit differently. Um, yes, we were always going to give it everything, but we just tried to relieve, relieve the pressure as much as possible by saying, let's just go out and and play. We're going to work hard when we haven't got it, and we're going to try and deny them opportunities, which I think we did really well all night. But we really occupied them. We got our wide guys in the game, both sides. We got Matty Lowe in behind, and we looked a threat. So it was just a hopefully, we just maybe learnt a big lesson that maybe we need to worry about occupying teams more. And of course, yourselves back at Love Lane Saturday against Bemerton Heath Harlequins. Tough test then, Bemerton sixth from the league, but I suppose with the amount of games you haven't played yet, it's, it, it probably is a more closer game than what the table is suggesting. I personally feel that Bemerton are probably up there with US Portsmouth. I think they're mm-hmm. probably two, sta- two standout sides. So, But it's a game now after our performance on Monday night. We can go into it with a lot of confidence which if you'd have asked me before Monday night, I would have been almost dreading it. So, um, again, we'll, we'll go. It's a free hit. I think they're a very good side. They've got very good resources. Uh, they're signing players from really good clubs, Southern League players. Um, we know how they'll play. They'll be all out attack. They'll try and outscore you. 
Um, so we've, we've got to try and make sure we're in the game. But after having a point against um, US on Monday night, we are a, a very different bunch from what we were 24 hours before. So I'll go into it with a lot of confidence. I'm really looking forward to it. If we, if we repeat Monday night's levels and performance, we'll give them a really good game. And that's what we'll be looking to do. Exactly that. Mark, thank you much for your time. Appreciate that as ever. And of course, we'll speak to you again soon. Yeah, thanks, Henry. Thanks for support. See you soon. That's Mark Summerhill, the Pearsall Town manager, speaking to me earlier on the ceiling about their 1-1 draw away to United Services Portsmouth on Monday evening. A fantastic draw for them. We'll talk about the Wessex one in just a second. We'll begin with the Wessex League in our roundup in the last few minutes of the show. Let's have a quick check of the table. Horndean are the highest ranked side in the local area. They're fourth on the table, 44 points from 24 games, 12 wins, 8 draws, 4 defeats, 55 goals scored, 32 against, plus 23 on the goal difference. Portsmouth are just in behind a point behind 43 from 22. They're fifth, 14 wins, one draw, seven defeat, 51 score, 29 against. It's plus 22 on the goal difference. Have to go down the ninth to find our next place team. That's Fairland Town. From 20 games, they picked up 36 points, 11 wins, three draws, six defeats. 50 goals score, 31 against. That's plus 19 on the goal difference. Baffins are down in 13th, but have played the least games of any club in the Wessex League. They've only played 19 and managed to get 30 points. They've won 10, drawn none, and lost 9. That's 33 goals scored, 30 against. A goal difference of plus 3. So very healthy for our local sides in the Wessex League. Baffins were due to play again tonight against Brockenhurst. Another game called off on the PMC Stadium surface. This weekend is as followed for our local sides. ASC Porter take on Baffins Milton Rovers in a massive game at uh, in the Wessex League. Porter with ambitions to try and win the title. Rick Cat is saying they're just going to try and take care of their own business as much as usual against a Baffins side. They haven't played much, but could that be a blessing in disguise for Steve Lee's team? We'll find out. The Chris Finance Stadium is sure to be bursting and filled to the rafters on Saturday afternoon. Plenty of local footballing fans will be making their way down for a feast in the Wessex League between them two. As for our other side, Fairland Town take on Allsford Town. ASC Porsche will be hoping that their arch El Creekio rivals could do themselves a favour away to the league leaders. Fairland did beat Allsford in the return fixture, so do know how to get the job done. Horndean they are away to Hamble Club. They sit sixth in the table, Hamble. So fourth is sixth there. Horndean away from home in that one. Uh, be looking to try and get an impressive victory on the road. Very much improved over the last month or so, uh, Michael Birmingham's side. Just a quick check then on the first division. Uh, before we go tonight. United Service is still top, but you know, Hyphen Dibden can overtake them if they win their game in hand. And over New Street, handily poised in fourth. Uh, they picked up 47 points from 20. United Service played 23, got 49 on the board. Pizza down in 12. A bit like Baffins, haven't got uh, the games played as of yet, but that's more due to cup games and postponed games. They've only played 19 games and picked up a respectable 29 points. As for them or at the weekend, the fixtures are as follows. Pearsall Town take on Bemerton Heath Harlequins. United Services Paul take on East Cows Victoria. Both sides are at home on Saturday. How crucial could that be uh, to try and get the three points in their respective parts of the table? 
perfect right on cue and that is just about it for this week's edition of over the white line thank you very much for tuning in as per usual we do appreciate your company every week don't forget we're proudly sponsored by bisco solicitors where the right team get you the right results plenty coming up on express fm stay tuned to us after the seven o'clock news express 80s is with you music from queen simply red simple minds ultra box cool and the gang to name a few Friday, Jake Smith has your football hour, your pre-essential build-up to the game on Saturday. Uh, that's on 93.7 Express FM. He'll have his team of pundits with him between 6 and 7. Looking ahead to the big game at the weekend. And it is a big game at Fratton. It's Pompey against Sunderland and your A-team on Express FM Liam Howes, Jake Smith will be with you for all your pre-match build-up from 2 o'clock on 93.7 FM, DAB Digital Radio and on the Pompey Player. Commentary from 3 o'clock from the BBC Radio Silent Team. Then Pompey Live, Extra Time will have all your opinions and views live phoning between then and half five when the local music show takes over. So play the coming up on Express FM. I'm going to be departing. Express 80s is arriving and I shall see you same time next week. And until next time, bye-bye for now.